Welcome to the Unaccepted Podcast, the podcast for car enthusiasts and anime fans. I'm your host, Tony. And I'm Manny. And uh, we're doing this remote again. <laughs> this is going to be kind of regular, I guess, for the rest of 2020, right? Pretty much. I mean, the situation just doesn't look like it's getting any better here in SoCal or just anywhere, honestly, with the COVID situation. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm actually home because somebody at my job tested positive for COVID. Oof. Yeah, actually, let me rephrase that. Four. <laughs> four? Yeah, man, four. Oh, shit. And this is all within like two weeks, I guess. Um, we had one and, you know, my company's being very cautious of contact tracing. Mm-hmm. So they had one guy test positive. Obviously, he's was sent home. And then talk to him about who he had contact with. And I think they had like a parameter from OSHA or something that they're following. Yeah. Who, whoever had stricter parameters, whether it was OSHA or the CDC. And I believe it was like um, 15 minutes of interaction or within six feet of each other. And then they, whoever fell within those parameters, they sent them all home too. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, some managers were not happy to find out that he was the the guy who tested positive was there for two hours and nine people got sent home because of his contact. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, in my situation, it was basically five workers all tested positive. So basically, we had everybody else get tested. And so at the moment, my whole family got tested. I got tested. The rest of my workers got tested. And pretty much five workers got tested positive and the rest were all negative. Uh, that includes me and my family. So we're all negative and safe at the moment. That's good. That's good. And hopefully uh, until later time as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. So no. it's basically just for a good while, actually, for a few days last week, I would say two days, it was just me and my dad on the yard working by ourselves alone. That's fun. That's definitely fun. The good thing is that work was super slow. There was no orders or any had any issues with customer giving us orders and stuff. So work was slow, but it was manageable just for the, us two alone. And now we have about four workers that tested negative. So there's they're on the yard now working, continuing. There you go. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, no while, for while the rest of the the rest of the other five workers are in quarantine. Yikes. Yeah. No, for me, uh so my coworker, he's Next to me, he's the desk next to me. Mind you, we're about 12 feet from each other, pexiglass, masks on all day. But, you know, we interact throughout the day because we're working on the same project together. Definitely. So he ended up testing positive, which means I'm going home for two weeks. So I actually, after we record this, I got to set up the computer and everything so I can work tomorrow. But you, you did your test, right? No, I haven't done my test yet. No, no, no. Um, so my wife has to she she has to get tested very really regularly. So mm -hmm. she's still actively testing uh, periodically, and she's coming out negative. 
I decided I'm going to go ahead and just quarantine in here for the two weeks. I'm in here anyways, so whether I'm asymptomatic or not, I'm going to lock myself in the room anyways. <laughs> so you're one of those people. One of those that quarantine correctly? Yeah, sure. <laughs> no, they don't want to get tested because they don't believe in it. <laughs> oh, yes. I'm. Sh- that's exactly. Yep. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Unfortunately, um, I mean, if I do get any symptoms, I'm going to go get tested. But I am just going to, you know, I, I'm I get to work from home. I'm going to take advantage of that. And I'm going to take the full two weeks and just quarantine myself. Okay. Because if anything, that's just saving me gas money right now. <laughs> it really is, honestly. Oh yeah, but it just sucks because uh, the you know my company's a a very big company. There is quite a lot of us, and it we do fall under the essential work because we're essentially we're a building trade. So, and most of our jobs are hospitals or cancer centers or emergency rooms and things like that. You know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we should kind of keep moving and building, you know? <laughs> yeah, definitely. For us, we're considered essential as well because we're our culture. So we're able to stay in business and everything. Well, that's that's the positive parts, I guess, right? Yeah. But, you know, I, I don't necessarily agree. I think most of uh, my company who could work remote, I think we should be working remote. It probably saves the company money for us to work remote, but you know that's above my pay grade. Who knows what the reasonings may be? You know. Yeah, we can't do remote on my end. I can't just Obviously. tell the plants. <laughs> I yeah. can't just tell the plants to grow while I'm then home. <laughs> yeah, I know. All right, but uh, yeah, let's uh, let's roll into our first topics, Manny. It is Christmas time, right? We're recording this Monday. Christmas is coming up in a few days, right? It really is, honestly. And I was actually surprised today because I, w- I haven't been paying attention to the calendar for the past few days. And once I realized that Christmas is like within a few days, I was like, holy shit. Yeah, no, it definitely moved quick, especially when we're so focused on all, all the other things going on right now. Yeah. <laughs> and whether they yeah, be good so- or bad, you know. <laughs> Yeah, definitely, definitely. So yeah, this is basically our Christmas special episode. So we wanted to give like some quick uh, animes that involved Christmas and just see what we can recommend to the people. It They're not always all about Christmas, but they inv- Christmas is involved in at least maybe one or two episodes. Yes, they are. So what would you have first, Tony? Uh, you know... This, you know, we kind of come up with these topics a little bit late and nothing super, super comes to mind. But that one, um, Gabriel dropout, I don't know if you remember that uh, one. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, that was, <laughs> oh, that was so funny. Yes. Yeah. I've freaking loved that one. It was hilarious, man. <laughs> but they did have the episode with, uh, Santania when they were trying to keep getting her to, Say Merry Christmas to get her to shut up. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so if anybody's not doesn't know what Gabriel Dropout, it's an anime where she it features an, a fallen angel basically after she gets hooked on video games. Actually, online MMORPG games, everything that has to do with the weave lifestyle, then 
basically what would you call it a neat yeah but i don't think she was so much as fallen i believe it was more that she was down there supposedly to learn and do good right but she just happened to fall into a video game and just got absorbed in the otaku life and became an asshole instead of getting an angel it was hilarious <laughs> yeah so it features angels and then some uh, little demon girls as well they get together for christmas one of the demon girls is getting pissed off that they're celebrating christmas because they're from hell and that's not what demons should be celebrating but the other demon girl just wants to live the normal life of a teenage girl and stuff so she just like constantly screaming merry christmas in her face to get her to shut the fuck up <laughs> <laughs> that that was a really funny moment honestly i really enjoyed the anime as well oh yeah and one then, anime uh, that i can recommend is uh it would have to be snafu my teen romantic comedy um uh, again it's it's a romantic comedy anime it did feature a few episodes that involved christmas but overall i really enjoyed the anime and the episodes involving christmas were actually really good as well in that series yeah I still haven't seen that one. <laughs> I know you've been telling me to watch it for a while. I know. It's on I the know. queue. <laughs> Any other animes you could think of? Just thinking about it now, this one's kind of a little bit more of a darker anime, but School Days. I have not actually seen that anime. No, it's it's a little bit twisted, but it, no, it's I know. good. It's a worth watching. A lot of people have told me how twisted it is, but I just never actually got the chance to actually take the time to watch it, honestly. Okay, yeah, I think it's definitely worth it. Worth a shot. Do you mind telling the listeners like what they can expect from that anime or like a quick synopsis? Sure. So I guess if I kind of had to sum it up, it's basically... It kind of starts off like your standard like harem anime kind of thing. Kids in school. There's a girl that likes him. And there's, you know, it creates this love triangle thing. But it kind of tweaks quickly turns on how the love triangle traditionally goes and then jealousies developed depression sets in um a very very bad psychosis kind of happens and then there's a little bit of murder you know just a little bit of murder so basically deadly love yeah 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 definitely what it is <laughs> okay okay i can see that so yeah, it, it kind of like uh, it, you know, kind of like that one you showed me the uh, Neverland or whatever, right? Oh, I promise it, Neverland, yes. Yes. So it kind of gives you this full facade in the beginning, and then like quickly slaps you in the face. Well, this one's a little bit more gradual, but it, it definitely takes a turn. Yes, definitely. What about you? Another item I can think of one, and this one actually made me cry a lot, honestly. But it would have to be Clanad After Story, so second season for Clanad. You're depressing, Manny. I know, I know. But it, it was <laughs> it, it, it's it's such a good anime. I mean, the first season was just more comedy and stuff. If you want the real waterworks, it would have to be the second season, honestly. And it did feature a few episodes that involved Christmas. And overall, the entire second season made me cry. Yeah, that's a depressing one. Thanks, Manny. Thanks for that. You're welcome. And I normally get shit from my <laughs> friends because they always talk shit on me because every week I have to bring up an anime that makes me cry. <laughs> 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 but 
Like you're oh, in line yeah. April, actually. It actually featured Christmas too, I think. Yeah. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. Which you're a few months away from putting yourself through that whole thing again, aren't you? Yeah, I brought it up to a friend. He 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 was like, "Why do why do you always have to put your why do you have to go through hell for this shit?" It's not worth it, Manny. It's not worth it. <laughs> it it's 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 a yearly tradition, and I have to go. I have to. I have to make sure it's done. Okay. <laughs> All Any right. other ones well, you can think of? Uh, you know, right now, not really. Nothing that's kind of notable. Okay. I'll just give some quick mentions on some other ones that I can think of. Toradora. I'm pretty sure a lot of people have seen that one. But it, also a good anime I can recommend that features some Christmas episodes. And another one would be K-On! as well. And that's that's pretty much what I have. Cool. So let's roll us into the next one. Yes. So I have uh, the new car sales strategies. New car sales strategies? Is this, does this have to do with that bill that was passed in California for the 2035 of no longer sell gas cars or something else? No, no. This is something else. Okay. So, you know, over the years, you know, this isn't... If you go to a dealership, it's not necessarily the same experience you had 30 years ago, right? Oh, definitely. Even yeah, though I it, wasn't alive 30 years ago, but yeah. Well, yeah, just from the the stereotypical things of all oh, the hunting salesmen just out to kind of like fuck you really bad, you know what I mean? Yeah. L- little by little, the you know companies figured out that we don't want to deal with that shit. <laughs> definitely. So Nissan actually uh, did a test pilot doing full online sales. So they called it uh, Nissan at Home. And Nissan this at Home. Nissan at Home, yes. <laughs> I mean, it just it, the Japanese term for Nissan could be older brother. So automatically, I'm already thinking of like older brother at home right at the moment. Jeez, oh, get, get it out of there. Get it out of there. <laughs> I'm a weave. Leave me alone. All right. All right. Yes. Yes, I guess. But anyways, so this included everything from obviously viewing the vehicles, all 3D, uh, scheduling a test drive. Uh, okay. So you can schedule purchase. a test drive. Yep. The whole purchasing process and even delivery to your house. So Truth. we've Which already point. kind of seen something like this similar with uh, Carvana, right? Yes. So. Obviously, other other companies are always looking at each other to see how they're doing with their their different theories, you know. Mm-hmm. So, one Nissan dealership in Virginia close to doubled their sales through that program. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so, so how does this work though? They actually talk to an actual salesperson online at that specific location, or is it just all automated? I believe this is all automated. So they're able to speak with a representative on call whenever they want to, just like a lot of websites kind of already are, you know? Yeah. Um, The only difference is that they don't have to if they don't want to. (laughs) That's really interesting, honestly, because, I mean, I've already had my, me and my family have already had our fair share of 
bad experiences with salespersons at dealerships and stuff. So oh, yeah. this is this is really quite the interesting turn. Yeah, and this is kind of one of those moves kind of done because of the whole coronavirus thing too, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of looking like people are more willing to do their shopping this way than it would be to actually get up and go to a dealership, you know? No, definitely. Nobody wants to go for the, I guess, the novelty oh. of actually going to the dealer and shopping and... And the harassment from salespeople. <laughs> you know, I don't think I've really gotten harassment like that in a while. That's why I mean, yeah. like over time, they've kind of evolved their strategy. You know? Yeah, but there, like I said, there's been some where I've been to where they actually got very aggressive with us because we no longer wanted to go through with the deal because of how much they wanted to screw us over. Yeah. Well, that was also a used car though, right? Yes, it was actually. So here's my question. Would you be interested in doing used cars through a program like this fully online? Now, mind you, obviously through this, even with a test drive and everything, it would be a whole lot harder to pressure any kind of uh, sale in the moment. You know what I mean? It would be because the fact that it's used. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I don't know if you remember when you bought your car, we were able to negotiate a little bit of a, a price off of it because he didn't want us to walk away at that moment. And we blasted him on, you know, little little um, imperfections on the car, right? And the fact that how, how big of a down payment that I showed up with. Yeah, and, and that's what I mean. Online, if online's going to bring this much more traffic into buying, it's kind of taking away some power from your negotiating side, right? It, I, I do see it, actually, yeah. So that it, there is some cons to it, for sure. But I think maybe for new car shopping, that's good. But I still feel like, you know, in person, you can kind of put some more pressure on, you know? Maybe because when I go to buy a car, I'm a bit more aggressive with the negotiating and actually trying to get a good price for myself, you know? Definitely. That I feel I feel online, maybe I wouldn't be able to put that kind of pressure that I normally do. <laughs> just just make yourself like an a, a entitled Karen when you when you speak to them. Well, that's the thing. You're not you're not speaking to them online. Huh? When you're online, you're technically not speaking to them, right? I thought you said you'd talk to a representative though. I think it would be through a whole like a um, messaging feature. You know, okay, what, yeah. you know, you've been on those websites when they go, oh, hello, my name is this. Let me know if you have questions or blah, 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 you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be something like that. And on top of that, if this kind of stuff brings in that much more traffic where some small dealership in Virginia is doubling their sales, that's really going to take away from that walk away power you would normally have at a dealership, you know? True. Because that was always my favorite thing. I'd end up walking away, I'd leave, and they give you a call back. <laughs> I definitely, uh, I've had a few moments like that, honestly. Yeah, of course. So th this is an interesting thing. Um, again, just like we see with every new trend somebody tries and gets a little success in, we're probably going to start seeing more of that. And it's going to be very interesting if this actually takes off, because it's already shown proven results if they double their sales, especially. Oh, yeah. So 
if this is if this is already doubling their sales he, there, imagine in a kind of a bigger market where they could potentially have even more traffic. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be kind of crazy. Yeah. But who knows? We'll we'll kind of keep an eye on that, right? Definitely. All right, let's uh, shimmy over to the next one. Okay, what do we got? The fight against EV. Because this oh, shit keeps God. coming up this, every is week. This, <laughs> is this really going to be another EV episode? No, no. Just a quick, quick, uh, put your dukes up and go. <laughs> okay. I'll keep your word to it. No, you won't. But all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, I found this one from Autoblog. And it's 150 Cadillac dealerships are looking to actually um, leave the brand rather than sell EVs. So dealerships are thinking of... That's interesting, actually. Yeah, so I guess this is kind of something we never really think about when we're thinking about this huge transition that's kind of happening in the car world. Is you know we think about infrastructure from our point of view, right? From like, hey, yeah. or where are they, they going to make more charging stations to let us have electric vehicles, right? Mm-hmm. But the dealerships themselves have to work on whole all their their whole infrastructure, their mechanics, their repair hardware, all kinds of things just to be able to service, repair, and obviously sell and inspect these vehicles, right? And hire technicians that specialize in EV. Or train their technicians, yeah. Retrain them, basically. Yep. So, apparently, there is a buyout program that ranges from 300000 to over a million dollars. And what, is, what does that buyout program actually do? That buyout program buys them out, and they'll have to shut down. Interesting. Now the dealership, the, flip you mean the dealership, that, right? The dealership, yes, correct. Now okay. the flip on it is that the cost for them to actually do the upgrades is only about two hundred thousand dollars. Basically, they're they're kind of just going for hey, I they don't want it. They'd rather take the money and just abandon it than spend the two hundred thousand and potentially get any future sales from this at all. Now, do you think this would be a risky move on their end to do this? Or do you think they should actually try to do this? So, risky move, of course. (laughs) I think, of course, it's a risky move. You know what I mean? And I mean, I think it's more... Actually, you know what? It's not risky. Because in all reality, the owners are probably going to make out okay from this buyout, right? True. What it's really doing is fucking all of the workers for those dealerships all of the technicians all of the service advisors everybody that's in there you know yeah and basically it's going to put them all out of a job at that dealership while the owners walk away with with whatever the gm buyout range that they get and that's kind of a big blow because 150 dealerships gm only has 880 cadillac dealerships i thought they had more actually yeah i mean yeah no. Well, actually, no. <laughs> that sounds about I mean, right. It is, it is a luxury brand, so having too much would be too costly, honestly. 
Yeah, and we're not talking about full GM, like the whole Buick, GMC, Chevy thing. We're just talking just the specific Cadillac ones right here. Yeah. So, I mean, will this end up kind of, uh, you know, we've seen GM drop whole brands before, you know what I mean? Yeah. They have we have Pontiac disappear. We had Saturn disappear. I'm not sure if there's any other ones, but, you know, Pontiac was pretty iconic for a long time, and that's gone now, you know? It really was. Sad to say, it really was. Yep. I would have rather seen Cadillac go. <laughs> <laughs> but who knows? Maybe this will be the end, too. It, You know, it's, it's kind of like you kind of have to bring people into the future kicking and screaming, and they're either going to survive it or they're not. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, so that's one of them. We have one other one. And surprisingly enough, this is coming out from Toyota. That's interesting. So... Akio uh, Toyota is the CEO, and he's actually 100% against the whole EV runs. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're going to say it, but I'm guessing he has a reason for it, correct? Um, you know, it's not very clear. Maybe it's because it's a very expensive investment. But from what from what he's seen, he's a he's kind of attacked electric car electric cars many many times. And, you know, obviously, they're kind of like the champion of hybrids, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And maybe he's kind of hoping that, you know, just like all these other countries are signing on to the internal combustion car band, the ICE, ICE engine band. Maybe he's kind of hoping that when Japan decides to pass their own, that his comments will help retain hybrids, at least. Because I think in the, U in the UK, they're retaining hybrids. So it's not like a full, full 100% band. You know what I mean? This way, if he can retain hybrids, he knows that he can kind of corner that market for a little bit longer and buy him that much more time to make good money and slow have a slower investment into the EV side, you know? Because the way things are going right now, Toyota's kind of behind on full EV investments, you know? And Toyota kind of made a significant investment in the hydrogen, right? Remember we covered the new uh, the new Mirai that they were coming out with, right? Yes, and it really does. It definitely looks really good, honestly. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's kind of funny because maybe maybe the investment they were going in with the hydrogen that they were kind of hoping that would catch on, rather than going full electric, right? Mm -hmm. So th this was kind of interesting. I, I guess when I think about technology moving forward and all that kind of stuff, I. I normally think Toyota's on there because they were so quick with the hybrid and kind of took over that whole market, you know? Mm -hmm. And now it seems like they're going to be the ones kind of tailing in at the rear right here. But anyways, that's uh, that's our fight against EV right now. And my fight for complaining that this is another EV episode. <laughs> Take it what you will, Manny. Take it what you will. <laughs> Take it proud. Next, I have a topic you put up on the board here is uh, streamers are in trouble. Oh, yes. So this is actually very interesting. It actually has to do with the second COVID relief bill, uh, relief package that Congress is. I think they already settled on it, correct? Yes. So a few days before they were trying to introduce some new bills along with this COVID relief package, the second COVID relief package. And it 
becomes more like a trademark modernization act. And it really just, and a few other acts that also affect this whole situation. But it's now where they're trying to pass laws and legislation with this COVID second relief package where the use of copyrighted material in Twitch streaming could be considered a felony. Now, how are they defining uh, this copyrighted material? Because the whole Twitch platform is based upon people streaming them playing video games. was kind of like the main thing, right? Yes. So and it all... Side note, isn't it, it funny how they slip weird shit in these bills? <laughs> right? It's... I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's a lot of bullshit going on. But anyways, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, so... With... With Twitch becoming so huge, especially now with everybody home and just want now everybody's considered themselves to be a streamer because they're not outside working. Now they're home. And yeah, I mean, they're trying to find ways to like make money and basically do ends meet and everything. So Twitch streaming has become more big, honestly, in my opinion, for this year with everybody just trying to find some way to make money, like I said. So with 2020, the DMCA has actually had more reports of copyrighted claims on Twitch streaming. So basically music that isn't theirs and other types of material that it's copyrighted on Twitch streams and everything. And it's, it's become a weird situation with, with the use of music that isn't anybody's and you have these Twitch streamers just making money off their Twitch and YouTube, especially as well. And it's, it's interesting to say that another act that they slipped into this situation would be the CASE Act, which was originally introduced in 2018, the Copyright Alternative in Small Claims Enforcement Act. Designed, and this is all, uh, this is all you can find on GameRant.com. It's designed with the intent to provide content creators easier options to enact copyright claims. And with that, it's just going to see an influx of... So, Tony, you said, or you probably know this already, but there's, I guess there's strikes on Twitch that we can get if we do some sort of violation towards uh, Twitch's uh, guidelines, correct? Sure, why not? I read that. <laughs> so I guess Twitch has like some sort of like strikes and everything where... If something is in violation with their standards, that you get strikes on your Twitch account and everything. Now, with these copyrighted claims and with the DMCA, that these strikes are going to be more aggressive. And I'm not too sure. And I know that the whole COVID relief package already passed, but I'm not too sure if these bills that they introduced for trademark and copyright infringement, if they actually passed along with the COVID relief package. I'm still trying to read more and more and do my research on it because it's it's very interesting but it uh, no i just lost my train of thought actually <laughs> so is this uh is this copyright um bill that they're passing through is this based more upon like people creating shows and using unlicensed music or is it based upon like streamers actually streaming people the the games themselves the music it looks like the con uh, or other content creators works basically the games i don't think is ever going to be a big issue because that's what twitch grew up on or got big was 
streamers playing doing gameplay uh, gameplays on uh, Twitch. So I don't think it will ever have to do with games. Okay, well, I mean that's kind of that's basically the same thing that they already have for YouTube and podcasting like us. Like you know, we our music got the intro and outro. I actually paid for that licensing to have full creative freedom with it, and I edited a little bit to make it ours, but I did pay for that music rights, you know? Whereas if you get, like, songs on YouTube or, like, a music program and you just put it onto your stream while you're streaming, you really didn't pay, and then next thing you know, you're actually making money off the, your videos that it featured the music as well. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so the... So this is basically making it an easier route to go after people that are using the music on there. Yes, definitely. But it does still involve video games, as your question entails, actually. With the most recent game, and I think it also has to do... It, I think this could also affect Grand Theft Auto V in particular. But with the, the, the newest game that just came out, Cyberpunk 2077... Uh, apparently, the developers sent out a PSA to warn people to turn off any in-game music because if they're streaming and the in-game music, I guess it's actual real music, just like in GTA V where you're driving a vehicle and you have the radio on, you're listening to actual real songs. And so with Cyberpunk 2077, I guess it actually features real-life songs. And the developers warned players and streamers to turn off in-game music when they're streaming because it could trigger a DMCA strike. Yeah, that makes sense. The game paid for licensing rights to use it, but that doesn't really that doesn't necessarily translate over, I guess. It, it, it's it's a weird situation because it's in the game. You're not you don't really have control besides only just turning off in-game music, and that's it. It's part of the game, so again, yeah, like you said, they paid for the licensing to be the, sh the music to show there, but it looks like there will be strikes handed out if the music is still on while in-game, basically, when you're streaming and everything. Interesting, alright. Yeah, so this was actually on their Twitter account, and this is what they said. It has come to our attention that there are additional instances in the game which might put a DMCA strike on your channel. Fix is on the way, but until then, we'd uh, like to ask you to mute the music in the game settings entirely. We are very sorry for any inconvenience caused. Well, so, I mean, it's a good thing that's the worst glitch they have, right? No. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no. No, the whole game, I mean, I, I, I can't see really, I can't really say people should be complaining. Uh, we have Bethesda that gives us games that are just constantly filled with bugs and very, very horrible bugs and glitches and everything. So this is nothing new, honestly, to the gaming world and to the gaming industry for gamers. However, this was a very, very highly anticipated game with, with the help of uh, Keanu Reeves helping promote this game and everything. So it's, it's very interesting. I mean, a lot of people are complaining that the game is so buggy, it's not polished or anything, that it's not up to par what the game was previewed and everything. And the game got delayed a few times. The next, you know, fans started complaining that they want the game now. 
that they didn't want any more delays, any postponements of the game's release and everything. And so the developers basically just set it out, uh, let it out. And it really was a game meant for PC. And since they didn't have, it looks like they didn't have time to actually polish the game for a console. So consoles are where the majority of the bugs, bugs in, and glitches are actually happening to the point where the game is crashing constantly and just so much chaos and havoc happening in the games with the glitches. Yeah, well, this is a Christmas release too, right? See, that's also the counter-argument that the reason why they didn't... that One of the reasons is that they released it so unpolished wasn't because the, uh, the community sent death threats to the developers to release the game now. It was just more to bankroll on the, that it's Christmas time, everybody's going to be home, and they want to play this game for Christmas. I mean, that seems a bit more plausible if you kind of look at how the market's been trending for the sales they've had on these video games and the hype they've had for like the PS5 going on and everything. Yeah. yeah I, I but, think it's a little bit more plausible that they would be trying to make sure they get a good Christmas release and bankroll this thing as much as they could before you know, all the shutdowns stop. <laughs> yeah. But at the end of the day, though, there's a lot of heavy criticism that it was mainly towards the pressure of the gaming community to release this game sooner. But in my opinion, it was because they wanted to bankroll on the Christmas season, the holiday season for this game release. Oh, absolutely, dude. Money rules overall. Oh, definitely. Why do you think that... Uh... We had Bill in Congress <laughs> for the Twitch streaming stuff. <laughs> Definitely. Money rules overall. <laughs> now, me personally, I haven't thought about buying this game. It, it, it just doesn't catch my interest, honestly. A lot of my friends are actually playing it. They're enjoying it so much, apparently. They but... just wanted to make their wieners bigger. Oh, definitely. I bet. <laughs> So yes, this is a game where you can fully modify almost every aspect of the body of the character you're playing. I've seen people recreate um, Peter Griffin from Family Guy. I've seen somebody make Handsome Squidward. And quite a few very noticeables. It's, it's, it's very interesting, honestly, with the creativity people have. That's funny. <laughs> I haven't seen that one yet. Well, dude, I've been seeing... Like screenshots of people's like creativity on like creating realistic people. Um, it looks like it looks like somebody actually recreated uh, Elon Musk as well in the game too. Oh, just why? Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> somebody posted a meme about that. The someone's creation for Elon Musk. I don't know if it's true. I'd have to look on Twitter to verify it if it's true. But there was a meme where supposedly Elon Musk reply, uh, responded to the, the tweet of somebody posting the creation of Elon Musk, and that Elon Musk said that he, they just have to make sure they get the penis right, uh, the penis size settings correct on on large. <laughs> I don't know if it's true or not. I don't know if I want to look it up, but it it could be true if I look on Twitter and see if Elon Musk did actually make a comment about that. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, what are some of the major bugs that it had? Some of the major bugs, I mean, you just have random random situations actually. I think one of the I've seen a few videos where like a dude was just like driving his car in the game past a truck that was parked at a red light and the next thing you know, within like 
a f- an instant second after he passed the truck, the truck just like comes in the opposite directions and just rams him out of the street and everything when it was supposed to be parked and passed already. I think I've seen I've seen a situation where oh they did actually say something where it was actually really interesting. In GTA five, you can get a pistol, you can shoot the water and you can see the splash in the water from bullets in Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. There is no splash effects on water. They throw a grenade in the water. You see a splash effect. You go on to G- uh, to a Cyber twenty Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Throw a grenade. Nothing. So it's just more in terms of how realistic it could have been if they didn't think about bankrolling on this game and releasing it so sooner instead of giving it a polished finished. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess it must have been enough for PlayStation to pull it off of the uh, PlayStation Store, right? So, like I said earlier, this game was actually meant towards PC, and then they just jumped it over to console without actually polishing it, since it's a different platform. It's not PC where it can handle handle at more powerful settings in comparison to a console. So that's why we have all these glitches and bugs, in my opinion. And it just became such a shit show to the point where Sony actually removed the game and is offering full refunds to anybody that actually wants a refund from this game that they purchase on their store. Yes, and they have to uninstall their copy, right? I I believe so. Yeah, from what I'm reading here, it says uh, they have to uninstall their copy to be to qualify for a refund. Mm-hmm. But it seems that there's already a big movement for people who just decided they're going to keep the game until there's a fix or a patch for it. I wouldn't say a patch. I would just say a major update, honestly. Yeah, well, whatever they end up doing to actually support it and finish it. <laughs> definitely, definitely. But it seems that uh, it seems that they are going to be working to actually get it repaired. Okay. That's, that's really interesting news. I mean, does it say anything about Microsoft, though, if they're doing the same thing as Sony, though, removing it and everything, giving refunds? For the PC side? For the Xbox side. Uh, you know, I don't see anything on here about it. Okay, so then I guess at the moment it's just Sony and, P- and, P- and the PlayStation. I guess so. Okay. But yeah, that that, <laughs> that was definitely an interesting one when uh, I was looking up that topic with you. Wait, I see you're typing something. Look up Cyberpunk 2077, Handsome Squidward. Oh, no, don't make me do it. Do it. I want to see what you would say. Or I want to hear what you would say when you see it. Oh, God, there it no. is. <laughs> <laughs> so, for all, uh-huh. all of you guys are... If any of you guys are listening to this episode and you're hearing about this topic, please look it up. It is amazing. Oh, Peter Griffin. Yeah, you, see it? It. <laughs> you know, props to whoever had the... I guess the time to do this? So <laughs> from, from what my friends have been telling me, you would actually probably spend like around an hour trying to customize your character. That looks like more than an hour to me, but all right. <laughs> well, no, that for sure. The, the whole detail into that, but average around maybe one or two hours, you haven't even started the game and you're just there. Oh, there's Elon Musk. Jeez, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's creepy, but all right. <laughs> it, it really is. It, creative, but creepy. Definitely creative, but creepy. I'll, I'll give it that for sure. 
All right. Well, let's move on from this creepy stuff, man. Okay. Uh, next, we got a. Uh, oh, we were discussing some interesting stuff earlier before recording. You're getting your first steps for track prep going, right? Yes, actually, I am. All right. I so am. you're hunting I'm down busy. wheels. Yeah, I was actually thinking about getting some wheels just to have like a set for street use and then have a, stre- a set for track use. So that way I don't have to worry about hey, these tires are good for track. I'll take them off and then put the other tires on when I can just take off the whole wheel and tire all at once and just switch them over and everything. That's always pretty uh pretty nice to have, definitely. Mm-hmm. And you're thinking about going new for these or what are you thinking about doing? Uh, new would be out of my budget unless there are some really good ones that would probably fall into my budget at the moment. Okay. Well, like I said, I can uh, I have a Facebook group just for that platform that of people who actually road race them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can get you added in there so you can start asking some questions and maybe find out where some of the guys are getting their stuff from and who knows, maybe even find somebody that's selling an old set. Definitely, that would, that would actually be very helpful if I can find something like that. Yeah, because you can definitely stick some wide boys on there. That'd be that'd be real fun. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I do want to see if I can try to go wider, honestly. Yeah, just keep in mind that your tire budget's going to go up a lot. I know that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if you can if you can have a dedicated set of track wheels, that's always beneficial for sure. Definitely. And again, I'm, for my track prep, I'm basically just doing it one step at a time. I'm not trying to do everything all at once, because that would really hurt me financially if I tried something like that. Yeah, yeah. And we do have the updated NASA schedule, too, right? I did see you post about it, actually, on Facebook. Yeah, I think I mentioned it really quick uh, last episode, mm-hmm. but it was kind of just a after thing. They, they did remove the new Button Willow course. So Button Willow, for listeners that don't know, Button Willow is in the middle of building a whole new, uh, a whole new track section. Mm-hmm. I was really, really hoping they would connect them, <laughs> <laughs> and just so they can have this monstrous long track. But just from judging from the aerial pictures, I kind of saw it doesn't look like they're going to be connecting them. Mm-hmm. That sucks. <laughs> But it's still going to be pretty cool. I'm sure the, they're going to set it up similar to where they're going to have different configurations. Yeah. Which is exciting, but it doesn't seem like the track's going to be done on time. Okay. So they did end up replacing um, those days, and we're actually getting Auto Club Speedway back, which, again, I mentioned last episode. I do see, I do see that highlighted. Yes. So February, or... um. Instead of March being Willow Springs, it's got moved over with uh, February. Okay. So February is going to be Willow Springs. That'll be the first event for NASA. So that's your new goal, Manny. <laughs> that's my new goal. That's no your new goal. March. No longer March. I mean, if you can make it, if you have to, we'll go in March too, or go in March instead for your first one. But if you can make it by February, that'd be better. Hmm. But either way, we got to make sure we go to March Auto Club and June Auto Club because it, you know, we got a, 
I guess because of the fast push going on with the Auto Club Speedway, we got another chance to kind of get our last shots into this one, you know? And that would give me a, an actual experience to, to experience it actually before it actually gets taken down. Yes, absolutely. And like I said, I, I like that track. The facilities are nicer. It's closer to home. And it does kind of give you those... those uh. <laughs> I guess the best way to describe it is those little boy dreams when you pull out of the hot pits and you see the stadium stands and everything, you know? Yeah, definitely. It, it's honestly pretty cool, but of course the stands are empty. <laughs> yeah. But it's still actually it's actually pretty cool to actually drive drive through the actual hot pits, see the lap time or the lap times. Wait, I'm sorry. Wait. The stands don't have to be empty. We can just get sex dolls and put them in each seat. Yes, now you're learning, Manny. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and guess what? They all look surprised to see me. Really? <laughs> That'll be the first time anybody's surprised to see me. <laughs> Stop bringing us down, Manny. Stop bringing us down. <laughs> <laughs> bringing us down. I'm bringing myself down. What are you talking about? <laughs> but yeah, it, it's kind of something different to actually pull out of the hot pits see the stadium stands drive through the finish line. That's, you know, that has the whole tower right there for the flag station, ride the wall, all that kind of stuff. It's, it's, it's a little bit different than the other tracks. It get, it does give oh, you a different no. sense. When you say ride the wall, like in cars, the movie or not really ride the wall. Yeah, Manny, go ride the wall. Try it. I'm down. <laughs> we'll see. But yeah, it, it does give you a different experience. It, it's a little bit more like nerve wracking, especially like the whole the first bank along the wall, because, you know, you do kind of have literally a wall there mm-hmm. versus kind of like button willow. There's a lot more flat planes, so you get a little bit more brave because you're not really going to slam into a wall. <laughs> yeah. Big willow is a little bit less, you know, there's no walls, but it doesn't look as nice and flat and forgiving as button willow but either way as long as you're not being a dummy you'll be all right all right all right yeah (laughs) no i'm actually surprised because i actually thought the 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 first event at the willow springs would be big willow not willow springs or is that the same thing that is the same thing okay now you know Actually, that's a good question. I'm not sure if NASA does Streets of Willow. Because Streets okay. of Willow and Big Willow are both at Willow Springs. Mm-hmm. But I don't remember ever seeing NASA do Streets. I'm assuming yeah. that's Big Willow. I will confirm that later, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, okay. sure when, uh, I'm sure when Jaime hears this, he'll probably send me a message. <laughs> hey. But yeah, yeah, that's that's Willow Springs. Button Willow is a completely different facility. Okay. And then uh, I do want to hit Chuckwalla this year. Chuckwalla. Yeah, that's out in the middle of nowhere, the opposite way. <laughs> yeah, I did look it up at one point, and yeah, I was impressed by like how far away it was. <laughs> <laughs> that's impressive, is it? Yes. <laughs> But back to topic, Manny. What else did you have going on for your track prep? Because it's coming. Uh, it's going to come fast. No, it's coming. Honestly, I know that for sure. Next week, I actually plan to purchase the helmet. I'm just still confused on like what 
size I should buy, honestly. Okay. I'll have to see what I can do right there, honestly. Yeah. Well, I mean, worst case, we can always uh, take a trip to a store that might still be open. True. That is true. I think there's one in L.A., and I'm I'm drawing a blank on the name right now. Uh, and I'll have to look it up later, but there's there is one in LA and I'm not I'm pretty sure they're probably still open to you can walk in and actually try some stuff on. At least that'll give you at least a peace of mind of having a good comfortable fit because you're gonna be wearing that for a while, you know? True. Worst case, I'll what? take you to Arizona. <laughs> hey, I'm down for the trip, honestly. I was already actually considering uh to buy the helmet from We Don't Lift. Yeah, that's that's kind of where I got all my gear from. They're really cool guys over there. And, you know, if you do DM them on Instagram, they will, like, help you out and answer a ton of questions for you. Mm-hmm. So I got my stuff from We Don't Lift. Um, I mean, worst case, maybe we'll make a day trip out of it. I don't know. You drive. <laughs> I'm down, dude. Let's do it. All right. Well, maybe maybe that'll that'll do a little road trip after the holidays or something. Definitely. But uh, yeah, I think with that, Manny, let's call this an episode, man. Definitely. Why don't you tell do the it. people where they can find us? Yeah, so you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Twitch at Unaccepted Pod. And we do have a website at unacceptedpod.com. And be sure to like, subscribe, follow, leave a review anywhere you're listening to this podcast or watching it. And if you want to have, if you have a question, an unaccepted rev, or anything else, Feel free to message us. Send us an email at unacceptedpodcast at gmail.com. And if you do play Cyberpunk 2077, show us your creations. I'm actually very interested to see what you guys can come up with. Yes, show us. See, uh, Let's see who has the wildest ass creation going on. Um, and uh, please no dick mods. I, I don't want to see dick mods. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly thought you were going to say who has the biggest penis, but okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Never mind. Manny wants to see the penis. <laughs> I mean, I actually thought you were going to ask for it, honestly. No. <laughs> All right, man. We'll see everybody next Wednesday. Have a All right. Bye-bye.